Hi, welcome to the Entrepreneurial Odyssey. My name is Rob Ratliff. This is our podcast where we interview entrepreneurs to hear their stories and learn more about them and their business. And today, I'm here with Bronwyn Oschlager. So welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you. I the hardest name. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about that right, name. Well, then. my first name is Welsh. It means basically Snow White, a beautiful woman. I always say it just means beautiful woman because it's like really long. A beautiful woman with skin, or black, hair black as a raven and skin white as a dove. And Olschlager um, is more interesting. It's, it means oil crusher. It's German. So olive oil, mm. schlager, mm -hmm. you know. Okay. Gotcha. That's my name. And I'm an American. Neat. 100%. Yeah, yeah, pure, pure born. Yeah. Well, and you're not, uh, you're not doing the olive pressing no olive anymore. Pressing for us. This is not in your family. This is no. kind of no. So tell me a little bit about uh, what, what, what is your business right now? What do you do? Now? We actually coach coaches and healers in setting up their businesses and healing from the trauma that comes with beginning the entrepreneurial journey. And this usually is within the first five, six years of the journey. It's just like ripping off the mm -hmm. bandage. And we discovered, we put on events and we, we put uh, healers and coaches on our stages to help the audience, um, you know, get some more healing mm -hmm. out of their experience with us. And what we discovered through that was that they needed a lot of business training and a lot of healing work and clarity work and, and stuff. So we go at it from an esoteric standpoint and a very logical standpoint as well. Systems and, mm -hmm. you know, basically see your highest self and find the purest expression of you within your business so that you don't feel that perpetual imposter syndrome and, you know, stuff like that. So that's really what mm -hmm. we do. We ha my business partner, Tara Brown is, uh, trauma certified and she helps everybody just come it's like life coaching healing beautiful awesomeness we also have a certification program so people can mm -hmm. learn to do that too so oh that's neat yeah you know you bring up a good point i think there's so many entrepreneurs out there who are in it for the money or the business and a lot of times it's just they're trying to fill a need but you're right it's hard sometimes to find this passion for what you do. And I think to be successful as an entrepreneur, you need to have that passion behind you. And if, and at least if you don't necessarily have a passion for the things that you're doing day to day, you at least understand why you're yeah. doing those things yeah. so that it can fulfill whatever other passions you have. Like for me, I'm a marketing guy. I do ads and campaigns and web development and things like that. But it's not one of those things where I look at and say, that's what I define my life as. That's what I'm good at, but that's not really how I define my life. And so I think a lot of entrepreneurs um, are in it again for that reason. Is that what you're, that you're, you're finding that they're doing it to fill a need, but it may not be exactly who they are? And why is it important, follow-up question, that they have that passion, they know deep inside who they are? and why they're doing what they well, do. Well, most of the people that we attract are feeling really called to do this work. They feel called by God. And so they're doing it like a mission. And so it feels like who they are. And that's actually part of what we do is like your business 
is not you. That's why my business mm -hmm. is called Shaoli Hope and not Bronwyn Olsleger, because I needed a separation mm -hmm. of okay. that identity, right? This is a different entity. Mm -hmm. She is not me. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. but me gets to flow within the structure of her, right? She's got a roof and pillars right. and walls and all that, and she holds up all the things and I flow within, right? And that's mm -hmm. what we teach them to do because honestly the it's a very soul when you feel called by god to do this stuff i don't know how you feel about that but when you feel called that way and it feels like a mission it feels like like everything like like you know how you get caught up as an entrepreneur anyway you get caught up in like get up mm -hmm. in the morning and go straight to it and do it all the way until mm -hmm. you fall into bed at night and I think that that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate right now about streamlining things and systematizing because that that life that I just described was my life and it was so draining. It was so draining. And mm -hmm. I know that it's draining for a lot of people. But yeah, that's it, it's there's got to be a separation. There has to be uh, mm -hmm. um, integration with you know mm -hmm. the expression of yourself so you love doing it and that it needs to be done the way that you do things but that it isn't you is that kind of where you were going with that mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i mean even when i you know i used to work in you know i used to work in management of course i still work in management i guess with my own business but i'm, I'm just kind of going back to the days when you know i was working with a a team in a call center of, you know, like 20 representatives on my team. And we're trying to uh, work with customers and fulfill orders and do customer service. And so many of those people there, I mean, cannot define themselves as what are, what, what are you in life? Oh, I'm a tech support guy. I love getting on the computer and helping people with their internet connection. You know, it's most people don't wake up in the morning and go, I can't wait to do this. So it really was a struggle, right, to try to find how do I turn what is their passion into something that can transfer into their mm -hmm. business, right? So I'm, I imagine it's kind of the same yeah. thing for you. People do what they do because they need to run their business, but there has to be that passion behind it. So how do you help people link the, their, their, their mission type thing uh, the feeling of, you know, I'm, I'm on a mission to deliver this because this is who I am and make it work with the business that they have. Well, I'm very woo-woo coming from the esoteric world, <laughs> the metaphysical world. So, like, I really like um, human design. Have you heard of human design for, like, personality? Health? No. Mm -hmm. Well, it's very astrology-based. Yeah. I like to interpret it for my own needs. I don't adhere to everything about it, but, and I like to give that disclaimer because there's, uh, there's some interesting things in the background and I'm like, filter, filter, you know, rename for me, you know, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but I find it yeah. really, really helpful to help people see what their strengths are through that medium. And for me, it's huge it, it, and it helps you understand mm. like what you need and the different energy that you come at life with and why you're so weird or why you need so many naps or why nobody can really mm -hmm. understand the depth of what you are saying and they need this to be super simplified mm -hmm. with a checklist, you know, and everybody's just built really differently. Mm -hmm. 
so understanding myself in relation to other people and then helping them understand themselves so that they can see that highest expression of them. Cause when you look at this, it's like, Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, I was, I like, I wasn't, I wasn't accepting myself. I thought I had to be like this person doing their business. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's when we start really mm -hmm. grinding away. Do you, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. I, I, I feel like, um, you know, there are a lot of people. I, I don't know if you know Russell Brunson, but he talks a lot about funnels him. and sales and, the, I go to their funnel hacking live every year conference. At least I have for the last three years. I'll I'll go again. I'm one of those guys that loves the conference so much. I'll walk in to register and I'll buy the next year's ticket. It's a thousand dollars, but it's, it's like best. who cares? I'm doing it. It's just I got it. I gotta go. But you know, last year when we went, this is September last year. It seemed like the whole theme of the conference was being transparent and understanding who you mm -hmm. really are. And so many people have this facade that they're trying to uh, put in front of between them and the person that they're talking to or their business. And they can't relate necessarily to people because they're trying to be so oh perfect. God. But we're not perfect, I, right? Yes. And <laughs> I even want to use Russell Brunson as this perfect example of what I was trying to do for a while because he's so up and so fast talking and so interesting mm -hmm. to listen to, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I like listen to him and I get passionate, yeah, right? I listen to him. I get excited and I wanted to, ha I wanted to be able to pass that to people, but it's not who I am. I mean, I'm passionate, but mm -hmm. not, I don't look like that mm -hmm. <laughs> when I'm being passionate. You know? Right. Right. It's hard to get up on stage when well, a lot of those things are learned too. I mean, I think he was a bit introverted. He admitted, but you know, when you get up on a stage in front of, you know, 10,000 people or however many, 5,000, however many were in that audience, you know, you have to be a little animated. So there may have been some coaching and training, but just, uh, just a great guy. But, but it comes back to the point of, you know, you need to be honest with who you are before you can relate to other people. Mm -hmm. Would you agree Absolutely. with that? Absolutely. Yeah. And the more clear you can be. So, yeah. What are some things I remember, um, we were we were listening to a couple of speakers uh, last year who they quit their jobs and they decided to go become these travel bloggers and they were really trying hard to get this audience and so they were talking a lot about their day and their travels and they were having you know some traffic they were getting some people following them and things like that but she said you know one of the pivotal moments in their uh, podcast or their whatever you'd call it, their Vlog. video mm -hmm. casting, blogging, vlogging was she was just having a really rough day and she's trying to do her makeup and it's turning out right wrong. And there are problems that she's having in her life. And she's just kind of like breaking down, talking about these things. And, she, and it turns out that was like one of her pivotal vlogs because everyone, Oh, I'm so sorry. Going through that. Oh, I know it's so hard. And she just got all these people and they, they started sharing and the, that video with other people. And because it, People could relate to that, you know? So I feel like when people, when these entrepreneurs, there, there is the time to be the, the, the business person who's on top of it and totally in control. But there is that other side of the business entrepreneur who has no idea what they're doing and they're just hanging on for dear life to grow this business and hoping they're making the right decisions. Tell me about a time where you've kind of experienced that and how you dealt with that and overcame Honestly, that. Honestly, that I had those pivots come all the time. Can we be real? This is entrepreneurship. 
there's a perpetual mm-hmm. journey here with all the tweaks and all the twists and turns as you respond to your market and what your ideal client needs. Mm-hmm. But I, it's the pivot that I did from let's only talk about all this meso- metaphysical stuff to, oh, you want me to teach you what I know about business? I'm good at that. So let me let me just pass that along. And I had to like take some time and breathe and decide how I was going to teach it and how it's going to simplify it. And and, you know, for me, that was a big, I had to go from, let me help you come out of survival mode as a human being to mm-hmm. let me help you come out, out, bring your business out of survival mode. Let's just simplify. And, mm-hmm. and for me, it was, I was very resistant to that because I felt like it mm. wasn't me, but look how sure. it is, you know, and it's been fun. I'm actually having yeah. a really good time. And I like talking about sales and stuff. When I go and, and speak at other people's events, I usually teach how to do comfortable sales conversations. And it's like when to have the conversation that really makes it comfortable. Yeah. You know, whose turn is it to talk? And mm-hmm. knowing that is everything. Like, as far as I'm concerned, it's like the most, it's the thing that makes it have some ease, right? But you have to have all your systems mm-hmm. in place for that to happen. So it's not wonky, right? Sure. But yeah, that putting all of that together mm-hmm. I was like I don't know like I've never taught this to anyone formally I like give advice all the time but I I never like established a program for it before and there was a lot of imposter syndrome that came with setting that up but yeah right so definitely well and for those who don't know what imposter syndrome is explain that a little bit it's I think it can show up in a lot of ways, but I think for me, the biggest is, well, I learned this from so-and-so. Why don't, why would anybody come and learn it from me? They can just go to them. They're good at it. They taught it to me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like it's really like that. And there's also kind of a lazy aspect mm-hmm. in me about that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, why don't I just like join an affiliate program and send them over there and they can do all this. But that doesn't solve yeah. the fact that people want to get it from me and that's the same with other coaches and healers that we're helping right the reason why you set it Mm -hmm. up and this is the solution to imposter syndrome i guess the reason you would set it up is because your people want to hear it from you right you know that is so key to everything that especially in a coaching program is that's the one thing that i learned is that they're not buying your program, they're not buying your sentences, they're not buying your workbook, they're buying you. That's what they're paying for is they want you to lead them, they want you to be the one that guides them through this process because they like you. So, you know, a lot of when it comes to coaching, selling, no matter what business you're in, you really need to be good at selling yourself so that people like you. But in order to do that, you need to be you need to be real. If you're trying to be something you're not, they will see through that all the time. And that's where we hit this problem of imposter syndrome where I'm not really a coach. It's like, well, it's okay. Tell them, Hey, this is kind of, I'm new at this, but I'm going to tell you everything that I know. And, you know, let's work together. If you have any questions and I don't know something, I'll figure it out. But that's better than saying, Oh, I just don't know if I'm the best qualified for this. Let me not do this. Let me see if I can find someone else. You know, there is a point where you just have to take action, right? And go for it. And, you know, if I'm going to give some really good advice about that, if you're stuck in that perpetually and you, and that's like the thing that keeps coming to you, like, here's this, do this, just 
start helping people for free and like just help them for free Mm -hmm. because if you can't let yourself be paid for it because you can't even get it organized because you can't even let yourself get your head around it then (laughs) just start helping people for free and what's going to happen that's beautiful is you're going to figure out what works and what works what you like what you have energy for and what you don't and you'll be like oh Mm -hmm. this was working and i really liked teaching that thing to this person so then go set up like a mini course and just teach that. And if you still mm-hmm. can't let yourself be paid for mm-hmm. that, make it free, you know, give it away. So like that will help you to build your confidence in yourself. And then you can always add price tags later. Let yourself coach people. Yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah, so good advice. I mean, I, I've even heard stories where people, you know, were looking for a job and they wanted to work at, I don't know, like the Gap or something like that. And, you know, they would apply and they, no one would, you know, they wouldn't get the interview. So they just started walking in saying, hey, it looks like you're pretty busy. Um, I noticed some of their shirts are, you know, not folded and put away. I'm just going to do that for you if that's okay. <laughs> you know, like, and they just started working for free, you know, basically. And, hey, I noticed there's some crumbs over here. Grab a broom and do that. And, you know, he did that for a couple of days. And then pretty soon they're like, you know, do you, if you want, we can pay you for this. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> awesome. you know? But it's just, you know, sometimes, sometimes it just feels like you need to, you do need to get out there. And if you're not confident in charging someone, then yeah, absolutely. Just do it for free. It doesn't cost them anything. And you get to learn just how good you are at something. And maybe you're better than you think you are. And, you know, you'll get to a point where people are going to ask you, well, how much do you charge for this? You know, I remember, um, I don't know if you, uh, heard of uh, Pedro Adeo, who does like the challenge funnels that Russell Brunson talks about, but he would put up this, he did this challenge where it was like a seven day challenge to a better you kind of thing. And he just did it for fun where they just said, okay, today we're going to work on, you know, your exercise program. Today we're going to work on your diet the next day. And it it may be complete, just so you know, Pedro, if you ever hear this, I apologize. (laughs) But the idea was, that it was just, you know, by the end of this course, people are like, hey, this is so awesome. I want to buy your course. And he's, I don't, I don't have a course. <laughs> he said, cause he, he was just doing this kind of for fun to just kind of get out there and work with people. And like, no, no, we need your course. He's, I don't have a course. Well, get a course. I want to buy it. I'll pay whatever you want. Like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> yep, yep. So it's kind of funny how, you know, when you get out there and you just serve people. And I think that's what it's really about is serving other people. If you can figure out a way to do that, then the money will follow that. And it's that. really good market research. Like you find out what they need mm-hmm. and what they're asking for from you. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's go back to what started you on this whole entrepreneurial thing. I don't know if you have to go back to where you're when you're two and something <laughs> happened or you know that's but you may not that <laughs> far back, but <laughs> but let's talk about um, what made you be th- this entrepreneur that you I are today. I think I was born this way, but yeah. But my yeah. dad was always in an MLM, and mm-hmm. I watched him go from MLM to MLM to MLM. And uh, you know, we were we lived on a thirty-acre farm, and we were pretty strapped. We had all of our animals, but. I wanted a candy bar sometimes, you know? And Mm -hmm. so when I was 12, I just started marketing myself as the neighborhood babysitter. And I would like 
go and solicit babysitting jobs mm-hmm. from people. So I had mm-hmm. my, you know, my clients in the neighborhood that I was mm-hmm. their go-to, right? Mm-hmm. And so I always had money. Nice. I always had enough money to do what I wanted to do and share. And I liked it. So, and I feel like that's what mm. my, entre- that's like the best expression of my entrepreneurial, my entrepreneurial spirit, if I could say it right. Is I just want, like, mm-hmm. I do this. I do this for God, but I do it because I want to help people. I have a philanthropic dream, you know, that I, that I want to mm-hmm. fulfill. And I just, I get to have plenty for me and lots to spare, you know. And so I got to experience mm-hmm. that when I was doing the babysitting thing. And then I started kind of playing out my dad's pattern, going from MLM to MLM to MLM. And I started, like, there was this point when we came across this thing, this report called The Seven Great Lies of Network Marketing. And I ate that Mm. up because it was all about just not doing what the company teaches you to do to market. It was all, like, anti that. But it taught me Mm. to think more like an actual entrepreneur where I'm going to have a funnel and I'm going to have a, you know, a lead capture and I'm going to give something away and I'm going to nurture this relationship via email and, you know, just the things that people expect from entrepreneurs now in this marketplace. Right. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I figured that out. I think I, I didn't even have kids yet. That was more than 20 years ago at this point. And, uh, and I woke up to this is really really fun to you know be my own boss mm. and try to figure it out i lost a lot of money on ads back then oh, but it was yeah. worth it now <laughs> i can say i did you know but yeah. um but yeah that's where it all started and and that's also when i started coaching people because i'm a guide i'm i'm a guide it's who i am people come to me and ask for help mm-hmm. to do things I had Verl Osmond over at my house and I was helping him. Do you know who that is? It's, it's uh, mm-hmm, no. oh, the Osmonds, Marie Osmond. And it, yeah, yeah, I know the Osmonds. Yeah, Donnie, Donnie Marie, yeah, Marie and everything from the Yeah, day. he would, he was oh, like, okay. I would help him with all his emails. We were setting up all of his stuff and he came over to my house almost every okay. week for a few months. It was fun. He's a cool guy, but yeah. Yeah. So that's my claim to fame. You know, the so you started uh, pretty young then in the entrepreneurial world. Yeah, well, I'm 45 world. now. So yeah, I started mm-hmm. really early, mm-hmm. and I probably was doing things way before I was 12. I'm a getter done. Like if I want something, I'm gonna go get it. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's funny how um, you know when you're young, you seem to want to take those risks, and you you know you'll go door to door and knock and say, "Hey, I want a babysitter. Are you interested?" And then, you know, you get older and now all of a sudden it's one of those things where here's an example story. There was a a real estate agent who he had just become an agent. He signed up with his broker and he got his business cards ready and his pamphlets ready. And then, you know, this had been a couple of weeks. He was, well, I'm not quite ready because I have to do this. I'm not quite ready. I have to do that. And he just kept going. And he was postponing is what he was doing because he had this fear of like actually getting started. And his broker finally came to him and just said, come with me. And they jumped in the car, they went out to the neighborhood and just started knocking doors. 
saying, hey, are you looking to sell your house? Do you know anyone who is looking to sell their house? And uh, after a few doors, they got a couple of referrals and they went to that person. Are you looking to sell your house? He said, oh, actually, I was going to be looking for an agent. Well, I would love to be the one to help you with that. You know, this is the broker talking. And they said, oh, yeah, great. Let's do it. You know, let's sign up. And of course, the agent here is thinking, oh, thanks for getting this for me, you know. And the broker said, that, no, this is my, this is mine. I, you know, I did the work yeah. on this. I get it. I'm showing you how to do it. You want it. You need to go do the same thing. Uh, and the whole point of the story was you, sometimes you just got to get off that mark. You, you've got to stop procrastinating your growth. And I think so many times people procrastinate that growth because they're afraid mm -hmm. to fail. What do you do or how do you? talk to someone about that. I actually have more experience with people who are afraid to succeed. Um, mm -hmm. So if, when I go at it, I, we talk about kind of both sides of this, but more often it's that they don't know what to do. Like they can get everything set up, but they're afraid that once they get people in their program, they're not, that it's going to wear them out or they're not going to be able to do everything mm -hmm. or whatever, you know? And so, um, I could speak to that much more easily than I could speak to the mm -hmm, because that sure. feels like what they're afraid of failing at, but more, it's like, I, I don't even want to put somebody in my program because blah. So then they don't even get it set up. Right. And yeah, I guess sometimes it's easy to fail because you're no worse off than you started yeah, well, <laughs> where if you succeed, you got a whole another yeah, world of problems, new, a whole new world, but yeah, mm -hmm. that, so I was talking, I was actually, we just did an event um, last weekend, not this past weekend, but the one before that. And uh, one of the gals came up on stage and she's like, I'm, I need a breakthrough. I'm like thinking people won't pay me for this. And, and we kind of sifted through a little bit and I'm, I'm very intuitive. So I'm feeling, you know, what's coming to me to ask. And um, she you know, what it came down to was I said, are you sure this is about not feeling worthy of being paid? Or is it when people pay you, you're going to have to do it then, you know, and she's like, <laughs> right. you're worried you don't have an energy. And she's like, oh my gosh. And it was like the best big breakthrough ever. Because when you're somebody like that, all you need to do is if it's about energy, all you need to do is make sure you're leveraging the right tools to do the fulfillment with you. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think more people are afraid of their greatness than they are mm -hmm. of their weakness, you know? Yeah. And why is that? I think we're afraid to see how beautiful we are and how super powerful we are. You know, we feel like we have to be this fake version of humble where we pick on ourselves and, oh, this old thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And no, mm -hmm. I mean, we're the coolest. I mean, mm -hmm. this is how I see it. I'm like, God didn't make a mistake making you. Why can't you go be the fullest, most mm -hmm. amazing, highest expression of everything that's cool about you? And why do you have to apologize mm -hmm. for thinking you're the coolest? I mean, maybe you don't think you're the coolest right? compared to somebody else, but you think you're so freaking awesome because you can do all this cool right? stuff and you're really good at it. Why not? Why not embrace it? That was right. hard for me. You know, and it, yeah, it, it's interesting because, you know, I'm no Elon Musk, but I like myself, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but I think that, uh, you know, there are these things where 
a lot of the times building who you are and making you great is happens because of those failures over mm-hmm. and over and over. And you just keep getting up and you keep trying and you keep going and you overcome. So the next thing you know, you are great because you've been through so many trials. You've been through this, you know, refiner's fire that you, you know, hear about sometimes. And that's what makes you great is to get out there and, and just do and just fail. Yeah, I, I don't believe there's failure. I mean, I really hold up. Who said it? There's no failure unless you quit. I I don't even know who said yeah. it now. I don't know who said but, that. It's a good quote. Or it's not how many times you fall, it's how yeah. many times you get but up. But I really, like, one of my favorite mentors that I just eat up all the time is Napoleon Hill. And he has an entire chapter mm-hmm. in his Law of Success book that's an entire lesson. And his lessons are, like, beefy. All about what failure mm. is and what, you know, what the feel of, fear of failure does in, in your system and... And that there is no failure. Just stop thinking of it that way. This is an experience you had along the mm. journey. It's a stepping stone. Forward. Let's just keep going forward. Entrepreneurship. I can't say that word today. Entrepreneurship. I just <laughs> need to slow down. Entrepreneurship <laughs> is that. If you think you're going to get started and just, you know, all of a sudden you're going to be out the gate. The majority of the people that I know who are successful, it was like an overnight success after 10 years of those stepping stones. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really an overnight yep. success. Yep. It just and it's like just it to everybody else. Right. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, everything starts with the foundation. You have to build on that. You have to hone those skills. You have to get good at it. So, yeah, I totally agree. Do you have any, uh, what would, tell us a little bit more about your coaching programs, what you do, what you offer, how you can help business owners and entrepreneurs. Well, um, it's okay. So we help healers and coaches, right? But it's the basic Mm -hmm. stuff. It's the basic structure and, and, you know, married with the fact that I can see you and help you express yourself in this business as you. So it's, you know, I call it funnel savvy. And it's all about helping healers and coaches express their highest self. And it comes with what we call Activate You 2.0. It comes with, you know, helping healers overcome that trauma that that is there. It, I haven't met anybody who doesn't experience it. I don't care how mm. strong you are. Stuff gets exposed. Mm-hmm. And so we just want to help them move through it faster. So all of that is in that program. But we have uh, what I want to give to everybody if they want it, especially if they're a speaker. Um, I've got a checklist that I give away that's called Streamline Your Sales Process. And it is specifically addressing healers and coaches who want to come and speak on my stage. (laughs) And everything that I know that they need to have in place so that not only can they have it set up and be ready to hire an assistant when they're ready, so they can just slip somebody right in to help mm-hmm. them out, but also so that when they speak on my stage, they're equipped to come away with a bigger community, you know, with people that want to talk mm-hmm. to them. So I want to give that away. Do you want to know the link? <laughs> yeah, you can tell me the link, and then also I can uh, post the link with the podcast awesome. too. So I'll, I can get that from you and then I can make sure it's okay. on the podcast. And when we post this uh, on the Facebook groups, I will make sure we have a link okay. there too. 
so that you can listen to podcasts and then also download that. So yeah, I will get that from you. But um, you can go ahead and tell us what your website is okay. as well. It's shaolihope.com. S-H-A-Y-O-L-I hope.com. And at the top of the page, there's a, a button that you can click and just grab that free download. And it's really helpful. I had somebody like just, she raves about it. She's like, all I did was go through and do everything you mm -hmm. said. <laughs> it's like worth hundreds of dollars. Why are you giving this away for free? I'm like, cause I want people to be ready yeah. to speak on my stage. So. Right, right. Well, tell us about that event. What's the stage? What's coming up? What is the stage? What's so this the... one big event, event is, you know, for all of us healers to get together and bring the people that are our ideal client. Each of us has a different ideal client. So it's kind of an awesome hodgepodge crowd of people who really love personal development and energy work. And we get together. Yes. Yeah, nice. We get together and, and also holistic healing. Holistic healing is present there, too. Mm -hmm. And we put together this event that's very, it's all about streamlining. So it's very streamlined and connected. It makes sense together that all of these people are on the stage. Then we also do breakout classes. So people can go and like learn how to do a parasite detox or, you know, whatever it is that we have present at the event at this time, you know, but, mm -hmm. um, that's in March 24. 24. It's the 7th through the 9th. Okay. It's in Provo, Utah. And if you get my uh, my uh, PDF, there's a link in there to either speak at it or come to it. So that's all at the end in the resources. Okay. How many people usually attend that? We quadruple our audience every time we do this event. So um, mm. at the last one, we had somewhere between 150 and 200 people. At this one, we have space for 400 people. And we have a little room on reserve in case we need to have space for 700 people. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. it, it just is kind of explosive and awesome. And the thing I hear about this, I get emails later too, but at the end of the event, I always get two or three people hugging me and saying, I have been to so many of these kind of events, and this is the best one I've ever mm. been to. And I'm like, thank you. I uh, love that's hearing good. that. It really is good. And then they'll be like, I'm yeah. still lit up. Yeah. I'm so happy. It's called Rejuvenate yeah. You. It's about rejuvenating your purpose so that that's what's getting you okay. out of bed in the morning. And it's just very motivating. And just connect with who you are and what you want to be and what you're here for. You know, it's yummy. Yeah. It, you know, it's so interesting. Like you said, um, you know, the check that you get from your client is is nice. But when they're telling you how great a job you're doing and how much you're helping them, that just really means mm -hmm. so much more. Um, and so, Mike, I, for we'll probably be wrapping up here pretty soon. But tell me, why do you think that that means so much more than the money? The testimonials to you, to me, to a lot of people. Yeah, why? Why is that that we feel that way? I think it's making you yeah, deep think I, now. Well, I really <laughs> feel like it because that is the embodiment of success you know you just mm -hmm. we're in it to help somebody accomplish this feeling right that's really what we're going mm -hmm. for as healers and coaches so when somebody comes up and tells me that i did a good job at that i feel like it's magic like that's it now i can keep mm -hmm. going thanks mm -hmm. you know hard yeah. as it may yeah. be that made it worth yeah, it yeah like i said yeah. 
yeah, that check is that check is nice, but that that feeling when they tell you you're amazing, you did a great job, you helped me so much. That just always means so much um, to you, obviously, also to me. You know, and I've been able to have clients say, "Wow, you just really turned things around." I was able to, you know, we were really worried, but now things are going so well. We're getting more clients, and so it is interesting um, that that is what really defines success to a lot of people. Some people may be more defining success by the amount of money they have in their account, I but really, then you have others who really. I really define... think it goes together. Like you're in business. If there's no yeah. money, then it's just really expensive mm -hmm. philanthropy. But you know, so like really, yeah. they go together. <laughs> yeah. It's a business. Mm -hmm. If you want some. Yeah, I mean, you need to have money. You need to have that, but um, you can define success by how well you're serving other people. And I think it. I don't remember who said it. Um, who was it that said something like the amount of money that you have is equal to the amount of people you've served? I know Tony mm -hmm. Robbins has talked about that, but there are other people too have you know kind of said that the the amount of money that you have is equal to the number of people that you've helped or yeah. something along those lines. It's good, the number of people that you've helped well. Yeah, because those right people. you've really served. Yeah, I mean the whole thing mm -hmm. just is this magic ripple effect. Right. Yeah. Well, any final comments that you want to discuss or talk about? Any questions you have? Yeah. What questions do I have? I want to know more about what you do and how I might refer somebody to you. Because if you're doing web funnels and stuff like that, like what, what would that look like for mm -hmm. my clients to get help from you? If you're doing design. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do. Uh, you know, I do work with funnels. I also build websites. I have a, a team that works with me. We do uh, video, photography, uh, but we also do things like the paid ad management, or management for Google, social media management, where we create their content and we boost it out and we target the right people. I wrote a book called Critical Point Marketing, where we talk about hitting the right person at the right time in the right place to make sure that when they're looking for you, they find you, or at least for your services. And then also um, re-advertising to them to keep you top of mind. So our goal is really to serve in five areas. One is to create good content, create ads on, you know, paid ads to drive traffic to your site, get people to know who you are, create good social media marketing content that can help mm -hmm. people to find out more about you and, um, also like you so much of social media is about getting people to like you and like your company because there's some emotional um, wins that way and then we also do our search engine optimization so that people can be All found on google obviously awesome. important <laughs> yep 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 so and then we uh, and then just the retargeting to make sure that people stay top of mind and the best way to describe that is when you go to amazon and look for a pair of shoes or something and then you see those everywhere all over the web wherever you go so we can help set that up so once they come to your site and they see what you do then they can see the ads on facebook and instagram and blogs and oh, wow. you know, all those kinds of awesome. things too so that's what i do that's that's my I That's love it. Biz. I love it. <laughs> helping helping people get exposure. It's all about like at the end of our program, I'm like, you you need to find outsourcing, you know. So I love getting mm -hmm. resources. Thank you for telling me all about that. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, you bet. We handle it all or 
just a little whatever you you know whatever people need so cool yeah well thanks for asking i appreciate that this has been fun it's been great to get to know you it's been great to hear you know about the entrepreneurial journey from you and some of the problems that people face some of the successes that they have uh, I think I've learned a lot more about how, um, you know, to integrate the, the passion that we have for our business with the success we feel when we're helping other people and how those fit together so well. So I think this has been really, really good. I hope that the listeners enjoy it. I will make sure that this gets um, put up on Spotify and some of the other uh, podcasting places. And then I'll put links in Facebook and things like that for people listen to, especially like uh, the Connect Utah, which has been a really good place for me at least to learn more about other people and what they do. Yeah. So you can look for it there too as well. So, but I appreciate it, Roland. Yeah, Thank you fun. so much. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And I'm sure we'll see you around. Okay. All right. Thank you so much.